0: Welcome to the Well Women Co. podcast, and thanks for tuning in to the Word First series, a series of short weekly Bible studies to build up your faith and refresh your soul to live in freedom, joy, and peace. The storm is raging around us, and without an anchor for our soul, we'll find ourselves tossed to and fro by the latest controversy or conspiracy. We're not promised the kind of peace the world craves, which is described as tranquil and free of conflict. However, the Father does promise to give a peace that cannot be taken away no matter the circumstance we find ourselves in. John 1 reveals that Jesus was the word and that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is still the word today and his spirit that dwells inside of us brings the words we read on the pages alive in our hearts. Word First series is the practice of cultivating a lifestyle in which we look to him first to satisfy us fulfill our desires and provide for us and guide for us. A word first lifestyle is knowing how to apply his living words in our everyday lives and deepening our trust in God to keep his promises. My desire for you is to find this place of refuge in the Father, and from the place of security in Jesus, walk in greater levels of authority and steadfast purpose throughout your days. If your soul is weary or sad, if you're stuck in the middle waiting for promises to be fulfilled, if you feel confused as to where you're headed, you're in the right place. So thanks for joining us in this Word Verse series. Let's dig in. Today's episode is sponsored by our free six steps to a miracle morning guide. This beautiful and short ebook is my secret miracle morning routine that I do every morning, okay, almost, without fail. Since implementing these six simple steps each morning, I get more done. I respond versus react when things don't go as planned. I reach my goals quicker and with ease, and I live each day with clarity and intention about how I can fulfill my purpose each day. The best part is that I've learned how to engage my faith and activate the Word of God. Not only am I accomplishing more of what matters, I'm becoming more like the woman I want to be. Each step is simple, takes only a few minutes, and putting them altogether feels like magic. So grab your free guide at wellwomenco.com or in today's show notes. Get your free six steps to a miracle morning guide ebook download right on your computer or device at wellwomenco.com or in the show notes. I promise if you don't already, you're going to love mornings again. Become who God created you to be and do the stuff you're called to do. Grab your free guide now at wellwomenco.com or in the show notes. Welcome back to the Well Woman Co. podcast. I am sincerely honored that you have chosen to spend a few minutes with me today. I'm excited about this new series called Word First that we are diving into now because we are in such a crazy time. And personally, in my lifetime, I've never experienced so much turmoil in the world around us. It seems like if you are not really intentional right now about guarding your heart about making sure that your mental health is on par it's really easy to get discouraged and confused because of all the noise around us in culture and in society and in so much of the hurt that the world is experiencing around us and i believe that this series word first is going to be so critical to help to ground us and anchor us to something that is true because our feelings can lead us astray, although there's merit in them. Our minds certainly can take us on a roller coaster that doesn't lead anywhere good, but it's the word of God that is the anchor for our soul that provides the peace and the stability no matter how crazy things get around us. And so thanks for journeying with me today. And today we're gonna be talking about a subject called Purpose in the Wait. And so I would ask you, what answer to prayer are you waiting for right now? And have you ever felt stuck in the middle of of an unfulfilled promise? And my question is, what do we do in the wait? And what's the posture of our heart supposed to look like in the wait? How do we stay in faith and not get sucked into despair and hopelessness? Part of life is waiting, right? Whether it's waiting for a big thing, like waiting for... A new home waiting for a child to be conceived waiting to meet the perfect mate or whether it's waiting in line to pick up your kids from school waiting in line to get your morning cup of coffee like waiting is part of life and we're always in the process whether it seems big or small but it's only when we get to heaven right will all our longings be met and all the pieces of our life will perfectly fit together I think when we get to heaven we'll probably be able to look back and say oh that makes total sense now I totally get it but the reality is that when we're living in this life here on earth a lot of times life just is confusing that's just how it is and so today we're gonna talk about how to manage our hearts in the middle and how to remain in faith and then what to put our hands to while we wait right because it's so tempting While we're waiting for a promise to be fulfilled or while we're waiting for the next page to turn in our life to sort of twiddle our thumbs and say, okay, when this thing happens, then I'll take action, then I'll feel content, right? It's just a reality. So let's talk about having purpose in the wait, So coming into this new year, I've personally been on a journey of leaving fear behind and really leading into God on a whole nother level with a new resolve that he is altogether trustworthy and that absolute truth comes from him alone. So this shift started to happen um, in this past year before, might I add, any answers happened, right? So it wasn't like the promise was fulfilled or the Lord answered my prayer. And then I was like, oh, yep, Lord, you are so trustworthy. You are so faithful. And I know what you say is true. No, he started to work this revelation deep within my heart that he is true and his word is the ultimate truth. Even though I might see a reality on the outside or in my life that is in direct opposition to that promise, I'm growing in my faith to say that, no, God, your word actually is true. And one of my new favorite scriptures is in Psalm 119.89. It says, your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. I'll read that again. Psalm 119.89, your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Why I love this scripture is because I can put all my eggs in this basket because it says right here that his word stands firm in heaven. And this is not some spiritual saying or poetic reasoning. This is actually true. Like in heaven, his word is fixed. Nothing on earth and nothing in heaven can change it. And so that means that what he's decreed already in his word for you and me And how he reveals his ways in scripture, not just like, what does the Bible say? But when we start to grasp like, wow, this is the Father's heart through his words, then we have something secure to stand on. Again, this is literally the anchor to our soul to say, okay, your word, God, stands firm. Your word will not fail. It cannot fail in my life. And it's so interesting because the shift, in my spirit at least, is coming at the most confusing time in my life (laughs) because of the political sphere, because of the current events, because of the racial injustice. And there's also things we've been hoping for for years personally as a family, including pressing in to conceive another child we believe is a promise that god's given us we've been wondering and looking for our forever home like where are we going to live we have this vision for a home and a property and if you are looking in the market right now for a house you know how crazy it is and it's really difficult to get into a place that um, you desire would be your first pick and so we're you know the last five years really we've been looking for this property the last four plus years we've been waiting to conceive and all the while we're like okay this isn't happening on the outside but we know that this is a promise that he's given us and we can back it up by what he said in the word and you know through this time i've had to remind myself and you have to remind yourself that we are a new creation in christ it says that in second corinthians 5:17. We are a new creation in Christ. So, what that means is that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. And so, in my life, for instance, of waiting to conceive another child, I've had to remind myself that the reality is, the truth is, I should say, the truth is that I am a new creation in Christ, that Jesus paid the price for my body to be healed. He designed my body to carry children and to give birth to children. And so I've really had to remember, like, although my outward circumstances are not aligning, this is the truth about who I am. And we have to remind ourselves these things sometimes on a daily basis because life is difficult and there's challenges. Um, God says, he says, in this life, you will have trouble. You will have trouble, but he gives us the tools and the weapons to wage war and live victoriously. In this world, you know, we also have to recognize that a lot of times the things that we're waiting for, um, the hurt that we feel is because of the brokenness of the world. And it's so easy because we live in a body and we experience emotions, we experience things that we see with our eyes, we hear things. So it's really easy to get caught up in the flesh life, right? Like our experience here on this earth in our bodies. When there's hardship and when we're waiting for promises to be fulfilled and when we see hurtful things that other people are going through and that we might be going through, but it says in Colossians 1, 3 that I love, it says, the father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Why is this so powerful? Because this is the truth. The truth. Again, our reality can look different than the truth. The reality can look like this world right now is cray cray. Like what is happening right now? I cannot, I can hardly believe it. But the truth is that we have actually escaped. God, our father, your father in heaven has delivered you and me from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the sun He loves. Again, I did an episode a few episodes back about escaping that drama of life. And when we can remind our souls that, okay, even though the reality around me is crazy, my internal self, my spirit is actually dwelling in the kingdom of Jesus. Meaning, okay, so if we think about what's in the kingdom of Jesus, what's in the kingdom of heaven? Well, it says in the word that the kingdom of heaven, there is life. There is no darkness, there is health, there is abundance, there is provision, there is fellowship, there is intimacy, and the list goes on and on and on. And so we can remind ourselves that although the world is broken, we are not subject to the craziness and the futility of the world because our spirits are now transferred with christ and we get to like operate in this different realm and different sphere and it sounds really crazy it sounds like this is like some sort of sci-fi thing but because we're three parts we're mind we are soul we are body we are spirit so really we are mind right we're our soul we are our spirits which are totally renewed when we accept christ as our savior and we have physical bodies and so in the process of life, like our physical bodies are really wasting away, right? Like those can change our mind and our soul and our emotions. Those are also learning how to be conformed to the truth of the word of God. But there's a process in that, right? But our spirits are the ones that are totally renewed. So our spirits are the one ones that have the access and the, the relationship and can sort of escape the craziness of the world. It says in John 14, 30-31 that Jesus is saying this, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming, but he has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what the Father has commanded me. So what Jesus is saying is like, look, the evil one is coming. Like the prince of this world is coming. So Jesus is basically saying like why you see so much brokenness around you is because the, the enemy has rule over the earth, which is contrary to maybe what some believers actually think. Like the enemy is the one who has dominion over the earth, but God has given us the power and the authority and the dominion to take it back. And Jesus is saying in this verse that although the prince of this world is coming, he has no hold over me, meaning he has nothing in my flesh to hook me. And so as we're waiting, as we're in this this process of waiting for promises to be filled, we have to remember that the enemy has no hold over us and we don't want to give him any opportunity to have influence in our lives. And so we have to build up our faith. So let's talk a little bit about the purpose and the wait. You know, when I look back um, in the Word in the Bible for um, examples of people who had waited, right? People who were faithful in the wait. I think of Joseph, right? Joseph was this blessed son of his father. His dad gives him this special coat. All his brothers get really jealous, and then they're like, you know what? We need to get rid of this dude because his—he's our dad's favorite. We can't stand him. He's kind of prideful. He gets all these weird dreams. You know, long story short, you probably know this, he gets sold into slavery and then he finds himself um, in this slave owner's home, finds extreme favor, ends up running this dude's whole operation essentially. He's number one in command behind this the owner and then he has this encounter with the owner's wife who falsely accuses him of rape. Then he's thrown into prison and the story goes on, right? if you're not familiar, the stories in Genesis, but I just think of Joseph's journey. Like God gave him a dream as a young man that he would one day rule and reign even over his brothers. And although he had this dream and this promise from God, he waited years and years and years for that actually to be fulfilled. And not to mention, in the midst of that wait, he was thrown in prison. He, his name was defamed. Um, he experienced abuse. He experienced rejection. And I'm sure In you think of him sitting in a, the jail cell after his um, master's wife falsely accused him, thinking like, God, what is happening? Do you even see me? You told me this would be fulfilled, but why am I here and what do I do in the middle? But it was it's so amazing if you look back on that story because every time Joseph was down in the dumps, every time like there was another U turn yet again. And it looked like he was farther away from the promise. He learned how to excel exactly where he was at. In every situation, he rose to the top because he leaned into the process, because he leaned in and realized that God, what he said is true and it's coming to pass. And I don't know why I'm here. I don't necessarily know why the purpose, but I'm going to be faithful in the midst of it. And we know that the story ends by him saving his whole family, by him saving essentially his whole people, being the second in command um, to Pharaoh's kingdom and having extreme favor and power and ultimately giving God the glory through his faithfulness and through his purpose in the wait. So that's a great story. If you're someone who's like in the middle right now, go to Genesis, read the story of Joseph, and it's going to be encouraging for you. And while we wait, um, you know, there's temptation to despair, right? It's so true. I mean, waiting for, in our story, waiting for four years to conceive a child. I mean, there's a a lot of months where that's difficult. And so, you know, I've learned and I'm learning how do I hold my heart in this? Like, how do I not just brush it off and keep you know, saying affirmations, this is going to happen and this is going to come true. But like, how do we actually hold our hearts and manage our souls and our emotions during this time? Well, the first thing that I want to share with you is that your heart matters to God. Like your emotions matter to him. Your process matters to him. And so opening up and being honest with him in your secret place, whether that's in your journal or in your driving time with the Lord, like, God, this hurts. I don't understand right like he can handle those hard questions and he can handle your hurt and he wants to know and be in it with you he says in the word that the lord is close to the brokenhearted he's close to the brokenhearted so if you're feeling brokenhearted because you're in the middle of waiting for your promise to be fulfilled he wants to actually draw near to you so let him draw near you know i know what the pain of seeing red um, month after month for waiting to conceive a child. And for you, again, you're, you may be waiting for something totally different, but that's real, right? I, I, every time you see red, right? And when it's that time of month, it's just, um, an opportunity to be honest with the Lord and with the emotions, but at the same time, remember the promise and not get in the spiral of despair and hopelessness. Being honest with the Lord, speaking words of faith. So, Again, in this example of waiting to conceive, because I know that I am not alone in this. Um, you know, every time I would see red or I see red uh, in that time of month, you know, a lot of times there's emotions, right? Immediately in that moment. But I always leave that encounter uh, with the Lord of being honest and declare the promise. I actually speak words of faith. God, thank you that you have given us a promise of a child. And so although the reality looks one way, I'm going to believe the truth that you've declared another way. And it's short, it's simple, but we have to use, and I've had to learn how to use my words to direct where I'm going. Like it says in James that our tongue is literally a rudder. And so I always want to speak, although I want to be honest with the Lord of what I feel, Ultimately, I always want to continue to speak where I'm going, which is we will conceive another child to add to our family. And the last uh, little tip we could say for waiting and like managing our soul in this middle place is having community around us who will actually show courage for us and with us rather than commiserate with us so this is so so important to have community in your life and you know community could look like one or two other people really right now it doesn't have to be a whole handful but just making sure that you are intentional with those that you are opening up about your journey of waiting and whatever you're waiting for and saying, hey, this is this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm processing right now. I'm pressing in for the truth. And you need people who can rally around you and say, and empathize, right? And like sit with you in the emotion, but ultimately who are not going to commiserate. You know, ultimately people who are not going to say, well, you know, maybe this isn't for you or, you know, maybe you heard wrong or, you know, maybe this is just, maybe this just wasn't meant to be. No, you want to stand with people and have people in your life who are going to agree with the word of God. Remember in Psalm 119, it says the word of God is eternal. It stands firm. And so you want people around you who can continue to remind you because sometimes in the wait, it feels really long. And sometimes you need people who can stand and like lend you their faith, right? <laughs> it's like here, I see that your faith is waning right now, but you can borrow some of my faith. Like that's the kind of people that we need in our life. And so again, when we're talking about remaining in faith, what does it look like while we're waiting to have purpose in our weight? How do we remain in a place of faith instead of getting sucked into despair? Number one, what has God said through his word? Again, His word is eternal. It stands firm. So if we see in his word that our womb will be blessed, like it says in Deuteronomy 7 and Deuteronomy 28 then our womb will be blessed. If it says that he wants us to prosper and be in good health as it is with our soul, like he says in third John two, well then that's his promise. He's already established that's his will for us. And so we can remain in faith by knowing what God's word says. If you're not sure what God's word says, like Google it, Google like scriptures about provision or scriptures about healing, and you'll get all these scriptures about provision or healing that you can actually stand on and anchor your heart to in this season. Another thing to remain in faith is what has he said to you personally about this issue through prayer, through community, maybe in your times with him in prayer, you've heard him whisper things to you. Maybe he's brought scripture to you. Maybe through your friends or family, people have actually spoken words over you that resonated like, yes, this is from the Lord, well, what has he said? And if he's told you these things, they will come to pass. So you can remember those things. Look back on journals, ask friends, you know, what did you say that one time again? What what did you feel the Lord was saying and have them actually speak that over you again to remind yourself and encourage your heart. Again, speak the promises over your situation. So, whatever is revealed to you through his word, Whatever he said to you personally, like speak that out and declare that to your body for healing. Declare that to your circumstances that this is what God said and this is what's going to happen. And the last thing for remaining in faith in these moments and seasons of waiting for the promise to be fulfilled is to remember whose you are. Remember whose you are. You are a daughter of the most high God. You are a daughter of the creator of the entire universe. Nothing is outside of his reach. And so because of that, nothing is outside of his reach. And because you have access to everything he is and everything he has, that means that you're going to be taken care of. It means that you're going to be okay. So remember whose you are. So as we wrap wrap up today, I want to talk a little bit about practically like what do we do in the middle? What do we do and how do we have purpose in the wait? Number one, I would encourage you to ask the Lord for an assignment in the wait. What does that mean? Well, if you are waiting to get a promotion in a job, for instance, if you're waiting to find a spouse, right? Whatever you have been waiting for, ask the Lord, God, what is my assignment right now while I wait? I know you've promised me this, but God, how can I be faithful? Just like Joseph, like how can I be faithful exactly now? Where I'm planted and what you have for me now. You know, maybe he'll have, maybe he has healing for you in your soul or your body that he wants to work through with you. Maybe he's calling you to study. Maybe he's calling you like, this is a time to dig deep in the word, spend extra time like reading, you know, grab courses, grab some study materials, like get to know what I have to say in my word. Maybe you invite community in that. Maybe he wants you to rest. Maybe literally your assignment is to like embrace a season of rest. That's so healthy and so real and can bring healing um, and answer prayer. Sometimes a lot more quickly when we sort of release control around those things. Maybe he has some service for you to do or like serving. Who is someone you can serve while you wait? Is there other women in your life or family that you can um, really... Lock hands with and say, Hey, I'm going to come around you and support you in this season, even though I'm waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. Like the Lord has put you on my heart or highlighted you. And so you're going to be intentional about serving um, that person or this group of people in this time. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's like if you're waiting for a job promotion, it's like you have an unfinished assignment per se at your workplace. Maybe there's someone you still need to connect with or reach out to. Maybe there's a project you need to finish. Whatever it is, like. He has an assignment for you in the middle, and the next thing that can really helps uh, shift our perspective to have purpose in the wait is to really ask God, God, who do you want to become to me? Like in this circumstance, in this waiting, who do you want to become to me? Who do you want to show yourself to me in this season? And that will help you shift your perspective from that to rather, what can I get done? right? Because so much, many, much of the time we want the answered prayer. We want the breakthrough, but really the gift while we're waiting is discovering who he is and discovering new, um, parts of his character and parts of his heart. And sometimes the only way that we can really grasp that is while we're waiting and while we're really leaning into him. And so I'd encourage you like, God, in this time of waiting, who do you want to become to me? Be? Who do you want to show yourself to me, rather than just like, how can we get this thing done and how can I get this breakthrough? And for me, just an example of this, of as we've been in a season of waiting for a child and waiting to move into this forever home and, um, you know, just foundational family things right like the lord just really practically recently as i got a day away with him after i dropped my daughter off at school i just had a few hours to myself and i went to a um town a few miles away and took a beautiful walk and just spent time sitting by the river and journaling and conversating with the Lord, just connecting because I felt a little foggy. You know, I felt like in this place of despair, of waiting for the promise to be fulfilled and kind of like, I don't know what to do right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do other than wait. And as I was spending that day with him, he dropped some really practical blueprints in my spirit of like cultivating gardens which sounds so funny. So literally he's like, Brooke, I want you to start a garden in your backyard. And I want you to invite your daughter to do this with you. I want this to be your project together which was so interesting because this is something that's been stirring in me for a while. Um, I've actually felt led to start to take uh, my daughter's education more into our own hands and learn how to how to homeschool, how to be prepared for that. And it was like just in a moment, the Lord gave me an assignment for this season of like, learn how to cultivate gardens and invite your daughter into the process. Um, just sounds like a small, maybe silly thing, but it helped to shift my focus from like waiting to actually doing something in the midst where I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm cultivating a relationship even within my family. You know, the Lord also in this waiting time has brought me on a deep healing journey, not only physically, but also emotionally. Um, And it's caused some significant lifestyle shifts in my life. And these lifestyle shifts haven't been as simple as like, drink a glass of lemon water every morning. First thing you do when you wake up. <laughs> no, they've been like significant lifestyle changes, like how I do life, how I work out, how I work, how re- how I relate to my family, how I care for myself. Um, I mean, the list goes on, but it is taken not just a month a couple weeks, it's taken years. I've been on this journey for years. And so although the wait has seemed really long in certain situations, um, he has had me on this assignment in the middle and has clarified that one of my purposes in my weight is to make some of these lifestyle shifts that I believe he is preparing me for for when the promises are fulfilled. And so how good is he? He knows what we need and he knows what we'll need in the future season and he's preparing us now for it. And so if we rush past it and if we ignore what he's trying to do in the middle and we miss the purpose in the middle, then we're not going to be properly prepared for when he reveals and manifests the promise for us. I love Proverbs 11, 25, and I'll wrap up with this. God's lover can never be greatly shaken, but the wicked will never inherit the covenant blessing. God's lover can never be greatly shaken. So there's two things in this scripture as we wrap up is number one, as a child of God, you cannot be greatly shaken. You might be moved, you might be surprised, you might be thrown off course a little bit, but you can never be greatly shaken because your foundation and anger is in him. And Those that have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, like it says in this verse, don't inherit the covenant blessing, but you have. If you've accepted him, you have the covenant blessing. What does that mean? It means that everything that he is, you are. Everything that he has, you have. And so remember, there is purpose in the wait. It's always, always, always with the Lord. Who are you becoming? And who is he forming? in you rather than what are you doing and what do you have and what's going on outside. He's always doing something inside that eventually will manifest on the outside. So thank you for um, hanging in there with us today and going through some of this word and understanding that there is truly purpose in the wait. And so I would love if you would tag me at well Woman Co and let me know where you're listening in from. Remember to rate and review this podcast on Apple Music. That is how more women grab hold of this life-giving message. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for a tremendous support. Um, remember, you can always head over to WellWomenCo.com for other resources. This podcast, our course. Um, our food freedom book and most significantly important for you today is head there today wellmanco.com and grab your free six steps to a miracle morning guide. I'm telling you this guide will be a key for you in the weight. It will give you some blueprints and some clarity and some practicals for how to have purpose in the weight on a daily basis. This literally has transformed my life in a short amount of time and has been so helpful while I wait for promises to be filled, to feel purpose driven, to feel clear and to feel like I'm making a difference and I'm growing and learning even before the promises are fulfilled. So sister, I love you. I bless you. And um, thank you for spending some time with me today. We'll see you next week.